Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. Welcome, 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 welcome. I said it five times. That means I have five special guests today. This is AKA Radio Red here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I think I'm still allowed to say Happy New Year because it's only January 24th, 2022. And if we got an intro, oh, Marion, you're full screen. You did it. Have we got a great show for you today? I have so many interesting guests going to be talking about, going to be, yes, talking about their creativity, what it means to them. They are from all walks of life, their books, their work, their experiences, their careers, completely vastly different from each other. I even have two brothers who are pretending to be a father and son on the show today. I don't know how how they get away with calling themselves father and son or son and father. So before we start, I want everybody on my my guests to please, first of all, wave hello to Facebook and say, hi, Facebook. One, two, three. Hi, Facebook. Facebook. (laughs) Did we rehearse this? That's really good. I can't believe it. And now I have one more thing we have to say hello to LLL. So on the count of three, you know what to do. This we rehearsed. One, two, three. Hello, LLL. That's the best we've ever had. LLL is a lovely, lanky Laura Legs. She's a friend of mine in Long Island. She's in Whitestone. Those of you know New York. I've been trying to get her to move to London. I took up a fake a fake GoFundMe page about five years ago. It doesn't exist, but in my dreams, we're trying to get her to move to London, and that takes a couple of bucks, a couple shekels. So lovely, lanky Laura Legs I met at a ballroom dance class many years ago, and we stayed friends even after I left New York and moved to Durham, and she's our most loyal listener. So there we go. So she appreciates the shout out every week. So let's just do a little level setting here. I'm calling this show the versatility of creativity because that's who my guests are. It's January 24th, 24th day of 2022 in the Gregorian calendar. Everybody say thank you, Gregory. One, two, three. Thank Thank you, you, Gregory. Gregory. Now I want you to say thank you, Greggy. One, two, three. Thank, Thank you, you Greggy. Greggy. I think Gregorian's mother called him Greggy because he did such a good job. He deserved a nickname. He worked so hard. We're still using his calendar, bless him. And it is the sign of the Zodiac. Western Zodiac is Aquarius today. I'm not going to sing the song from here. We in the age of Aquarius. I didn't said I wouldn't sing. Uh, is anybody an Aquarian on this panel today? Oh, Monica, what, can you give us a date when your birthday Three days from now, the 27th. Well, Mazel tov. Monica Parker will be introducing you in a minute. Happy birthday in advance. I'll put you in my celebrity birthday list. <laughs> and I want to tell everybody that I know it's early in the year, but we only have 341 days left. And that means if you're planning on imbibing something special on New Year's Eve 2023, because we're hoping it'll be a really good year. Get thee to a liquor store, a wine store, start putting something in the still in the backyard, start blending your Kahlua in the garage sink, start doing your your whatever you're brewing in the bathtub. I don't care, but don't be caught without something special to drink next New Year's Eve. So I'm warning you, 341 days to go. Let me tell you who my very, very, very special guests are. I'm going to go around the table. When I read your name, it's just going to be two sentences each, and then I'll have you do a full introduction each. I think I just froze there. I'm back. 
what can I tell you? Bandwidth is bandwidth these days. So my five versatile creatives are Monica Parker. You can wave hello. Monica is the star of the one-woman show, Sex, Pies, and a Few White Lies. And she wrote the book Getting Wasted, W-A-I-S-T-E-D, A Survival Guide to Being Fat in a Society Loves Thin. Yes, we know it is. And oops, I forgot to say money. And I have a copy of that. Thank you, Monica Parker, and welcome. We have Marion Zola. This is our third time trying to get Marion on the show. And she is here today. And she's with her beautiful dog, Tosca, who may make an appearance if we are nice. Tosca might just come on camera. And Marion has written poetry plays, screenplays, sitcoms, and she's even produced a vampire movie. She's the author of All the Good Ones Are Married. I'm not going to editorialize on that, which was turned into a, what kind of a movie was it turned into, uh, Marion? A a TV movie. Lifetime movie, yes. And that was 1981, and she is the current author of a new book called Romancing the Dogs, The Struggle to Make a Pound Dog Happy in Beverly Hills. Marion, welcome. We finally got you on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Then we have Glenn Williams, a former, listen to this, a patrol officer, a detective, a trainer in police and evidence diving. He'll explain that. I can see the video's frozen, but I know we're still talking. Glenn Williams, former (coughs) patrol officer, detective, trainer in police and evidence diving, firearms, first aid, CPR. He's the author of Bridging the Gap, an inside look at communications and relationships after traumatic events. We're going to keep this on an upbeat note, Glenn, but we're so happy to have you here. And I think there's a dog that travels with you too. So we might get an introduction or at least we'll talk about that. And the brothers, Justin and Jim Duncombe. Yes, they used to be father and son, but I made them brothers tonight. They co-authored a guidebook called College Bound Strategies. Justin consults on college planning and works in the financial industry. Jim, his dad, I'll say that, is a chartered financial consultant and human resources professional. And you can wave hello, the brothers D, the brothers Duncombe. Thank you very much. So these are my special guests today, and I'm so honored to have all of you. Let's get started with our introduction. So Monica Parker, I'm putting you on. Monica, move yourself down a little bit. You're cutting off. We want to see more of beautiful you. There you go. No, it's going the other way. Come up a little higher. Come up a little higher. There we go. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Monica, I'm putting you on full screen speaker view. Please do do me the honor of telling us a little more about yourself. Give us about a three-minute overview of who is the real Monica Parker. Go ahead, Monica. Real me. Well, uh, I'm an author. I'm an actress. I'm a producer. I uh, take in ironing, but only ruffle stuff because I'm creative. (laughs) Um, I I pretty much do everything that is potentially creative. I started out my life as a dress designer, and it morphed from there. If you want more, I got more. I want more. Take your three okay. minutes, Monica. You, I've got three minutes. So I yeah. was a designer, and I, I worked for my mother, and I was pretty young. And a, a director came into my mother's shop. He wanted uh, dresses for his very first film, and uh, he, too, was a student. It was a student film. I said he could have the dresses if I could have a part in the film. So I got the part of a hooker, and he turned out to be the one and only Ivan Reitman. Oh, my goodness. Wait a minute. You, you can't step on that line. I got the part of a hooker. S- seriously. I what, what? got the part of a hooker, and I knew that I had come home to the right circus. I It was perfectly wonderful. I felt really happy being surrounded by people talking about really normal things while dressed in hookery kind of ensembles. So, yeah. And then I went on, and I did an exercise show with Ivan as my director and Dan Aykroyd. I gave him his first job. He was my voiceover guy. Oh, my goodness. And tell us very briefly about your new book about money. Talk to me. It's called Oops, I Forgot to Save Money. 
a, I say it's not a how-to, but a don't ever. Um, it is my life. Um, it's a true story. It's genuinely funny and extremely painful. It has the stories of other women in it too, but it was, it's really about the learning curve about not everything pretty has to be in my house. Stop shopping. <laughs> interesting, interesting. I I uh, took comedy classes with Steve, um, I forget his name, Steve Rosenfeld's American Comedy Institute years ago. I did stand-up in Manhattan, and there was a, a lady in our class getting to know everybody. <laughs> I debuted at Caroline's, if that's anything. We had a professional MC opening and closing the show. And we They bookended us, and there were about six of us who were scared out of our minds, but we had a lot of fun. And we had to make our relatives come and pay. But my point is, what is my point? There was a lady whose routine was, I live in Plainview, which is aptly named because all of the residents feel the need to show everything in their front window. <laughs> everything they own, something like that. Okay. We also had a girl who colored her hair blonde, and she said, yes, nice and easy is her hair color, and that's what people call her. Okay. So thank you very much, Monica. I shouldn't have said that. I don't know where she is. Marion Zola, I'm so happy to have you here. We've been trying for months to get you on the show, and you are here. I feel like Ed Sullivan saying, well, yeah, see the USA. That was Dinah Shore. See the USA. See Marion Zola today. Marion, I'm putting you on speaker view. Would you please tell us who you are and tell us about your, your expertise in writing? Go ahead, Marion. Well, I've been writing all my life. I started as a poet. I worked under the poet residence at college. And then in graduate school, I accidentally wrote a screenplay. Uh, I needed two credits to finish my master's degree. So I wrote a screenplay. I got the two credits. And then I worked on getting an agent. And finally, I got one. And that got me my first job out here, which was a development deal for a movie at 20th Century Fox. Once I came out here to meet with the producers, the producer, I met another agent and switched to that agent because I decided to move here from New York to, to Los Angeles. And my first on-air credit was on All in the Family. I managed to get uh, a show, I managed to sell them a show in the last year of the show, which was quite a coup. At the time, it was the most popular show on the air. For those of you who were too young to know what all in the family was, <laughs> it was very popular at the time. Anyway, um, I started writing screenplays. I did some other television. I did some TV movies. Uh <clears throat> Feature films didn't work out as yet, although I have one in development right now. I mean, it's written, but we'll see if it gets the financing. In the meantime, I wrote All the Good Ones Are Married, which got me a lot of publicity, a lot of TV, radio, uh, print. And then it eventually became a movie for Lifetime. I Along the way, I co-produced a show called Shelter Me, which is about the great value of shelter pets and these pets that people undervalue and don't know what great things they've done. Some of them become search and rescue dogs. Some of them become 
drug-sniffing dogs for the police. Some of them become dog service dogs for the handicapped. There is a lot of talent in the shelters. And that's just some of the dogs. Most of them get adopted, uh, we hope, by people who are open-minded enough to go and see them. And many of them, as you know, get euthanized. And I'm hoping that more people see the show, which originally airs on PBS and streams on shelterme.tv, and they will see the real-life story of some of these pets. My passion in life is animals, helping animals, and that's why I wrote my second book, Romancing the Dog, The Struggle to Make a Pound Dog Happy in Beverly Hills, which is the real story of my husband, myself, and our last dog. Chips is now gone, but we have a new, a new dog named Tosca, who has been with me for five years. Unfortunately, my husband passed away last year, so it's just me and Tosca now. And my passion is helping animals who need a lot of help. Thank you, Mary, and so happy to meet you. Sorry about your husband, and I started <laughs> reading your, your Romancing the Dog. I also started reading your All the Good Ones Are Married, and I'll be reading both of them all the way through. So thank you for sending. I appreciate that. Glenn, thank you. thank you. Glenn Williams, you're up. Talk to us. What do you do? How are you? Good, Red. I, um, well, as you mentioned, I was a police officer and a detective for a lot of years and saw a lot of things throughout my life that uh, kind of tore me up a little bit. Um, I started looking outside the box, thinking a little bit more creatively and trying to do some things differently after I ended up divorced because of PTSD and not talking. So now... I, write a, I wrote a book about that called Bridging the Gap, an inside look at communication and relationships after traumatic events. And that's what I do now. I travel around. I teach police departments on communication relations to help reduce PTSD, divorce, and suicide. And I've branched out to other people because after COVID, everybody's got trauma in their life. And the techniques in my book are all the same work for anybody. The stories are all cop stories because that's what I was. Um, and I enjoy writing. So I have started two other books and I'm about halfway through two other books and I'm just enjoying life and still trying new things. And that's what creativity does, right? Still trying new things. Glenn, thank you and so much. Appreciate. And I'm sure a lot of people are benefiting from your hard work and sharing your stories and, and what good goals. We've got such good hearted people here on the show tonight. And now we get to the Brothers Duncombe. Oh, my goodness. They used to be Jim, Father, Justin, Son, and tonight I'm calling them, I'm calling them the brothers. So I'm going to put you both on speaker view. Welcome to both of you. It's been a while since I met you at the National Publicity Summit. Why don't, Justin, you go first. Tell us who you are, what you do. And then, Jim, we want to hear from you. Go ahead, gentlemen. Thank, thank you, Red. Um, I've been a financial consultant for the past 10 years, working alongside my dad. Uh, that all started when uh, I was actually in selection for the Air Force and – I uh, was trying to become a flight ops and I needed some, I needed to do a job in that time frame. And I started working with him, uh, especially starting as the, uh, their consultant for a college planning group they had going. And uh, that all came out of, we saw uh, one of his best friends that we used to go on a houseboating trip. Uh, one day calls him and says, I want to make sure that everything's okay. Cause uh, 
I just got diagnosed terminally ill and I'm going to be gone in a year. I want to make sure my wife's okay. And I watched my dad walk um, him and his wife uh, through how this process was going to play out, saw how everything that he set up for them took care of this family and, you know, how it set her up for a pretty good life uh, once he was gone. So seeing how that worked out really convinced me to join him. And when some things changed with Air Force regulations that made it so I couldn't serve anymore, uh, I ended up joining him after a lot of people also tried to convince me to do that. I didn't convince him. Yeah, he didn't convince me. <laughs> Uh, he also didn't try to, he let, nope. he let that be all my decision. And, uh, for the next 10 years, I've been working with him. And throughout that process, we've worked with a lot of schools, uh, cause my specialty in our group is working on education planning, how families choose and pay for higher education, especially since most people misunderstand how much it really costs. And we did all these presentations at all these different schools and we would go to some areas with disadvantaged families and they wouldn't let us talk. They would say helping families understand that schools for disadvantaged families are pretty much free wasn't right for their demographic. And we were shocked and appalled by that. And that was one of the main inspirations to uh, write the book College Bound Strategies. So that way it would make it easier to get access to this information. Took a few years, uh, also included a lot of experience with clients, people that asked us for help. Uh, and this year, one of the people that bought the book and also worked with us saved about $130,000 in education costs, uh, helping to help them identify some of the easy mistakes that some of these schools sometimes make. They didn't make any of the mistake the school did. And, uh, you know, getting to do things like that is really rewarding. When I'm not working, uh, I am pretty active athletically. I used to be a baseball player. I got a chance to try out for the Dodgers once a few years ago. That was pretty fun. Uh, from there, I uh, picked up golf. Been trying to get down to being a scratch golfer. So that's been my goal ever since then. Uh, just got certified in diving, going out to Hawaii this week, and I'll be diving in Molokini Crater and chasing around some turtles. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty pretty active guy when I'm not working and uh, have a pretty active girlfriend that we both enjoyed getting to do a lot of stuff together. So that's me in a nutshell. Yeah, we also got into the pickleball to join us old yep. people. I played, yeah. I played with the old people in pickleball. <clears throat> that, that's your brother. Don't talk about old people. Jim, <laughs> Jim, talk to us. Introduce yourself, please. Jim. I'm Jim Duncan. Uh, I started in the business of financial services about 20 years ago. But prior to that, I worked um, as a human resource professional for a couple firms. I ended up, my firm got bought up by Hewlett Packard. And uh, once that happened, I worked for them for another 12 years or so, so about 17 years total, and decided I wanted to go start my own business. So 20 years ago now, going to be 21 years this year, uh, started that. But the interesting thing was, you know, in a financial service business, retirement planning is the big thing, right? And always trying to find new clients was a challenge. And I got introduced to a guy from the Department of Education. And he said, you know, you ought to try talking to families about how to pay for college, not save for them, because, you know, most people don't do that at high school age. And, and so we put together a program and just stop going out and trying to get people to come talk to us that, about retirement planning because who comes to those things but when it came down to let's talk about my kid going to college you know that became an issue and we ended up in you know, our first i think get together was 15 families and the next year we had 365 families and and from there we just started talking to them and as people realize you guys can really help us save a lot of money i mean justin just gave one case where he helped out this family working with a school to save that kind of money that's pretty typical you know, and, and this time of year is a kind of year where they're getting their financial aid packages. If they don't know what these schools should be giving them and they can leave a lot of money sitting on the table, these people to help them out. So that's kind of what we did with it. And it's just taken off for us. Uh, we have a pretty good sized client base and 
and it just continues to grow. It's a lot of fun. So not just helping people when they retire, or, or unfortunately, we did have a client recently pass away in the early 50s, uh, but also, I mean, just helping these families being able to send their kid to college when they didn't think they ever could. It's a really great program. So that's kind of what we're all about. And his insight and all the different things that you know he pulled together were major contributions to the book. So it was just, you know, working together and putting these two things together is really what allowed it to happen. Thank you very much. I have enjoyed hearing all of you telling your true stories. I just gave a little tiny bit of forspice, if you know, some of you might know what that word is. Mary, oh, Monica knows too, yes. Okay, so what I'd like to do next is I'd like to go to the quotes you each sent me. I asked you for a quote from a fictional character in a movie or a TV show or a song lyric. I'm going to read the quote with a little tiny bit of background. And why don't you, because we have so many here, I have so much to do, take two minutes to just explain what it has to do with your take on creativity, your POV, your point of view. So Monica Parker has sent us a quote from Jessica Rabbit, played by the iconic Kathleen Turner, who framed Roger Rabbit, 1988. Oh my, so long ago. American live action animated comedy mystery film. There are, I think Marion can comment on this. There are so many genres they squeeze into describing a movie today. It's not just a comedy, just a drama. This one is a live action animated comedy mystery. Okay, there you go. And here's the <laughs> quote. Here's the quote that Monica has selected. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. Monica, <laughs> Explain, please. Love the quote. Take two minutes. Go ahead. Well, I, first of all, I, I I like playing flawed people. I like being a flawed person. It's so much less to live up to. Uh, the line spoke to me because it's funny. I respond to things when they are quirky and funny. I did a movie with Kathleen. She is quirky and funny. And so, and also, I, there's something about the voice of Jessica Rabbit that is so sultry, sexy, and yet she is you know, all that, uh, she's up front. And uh, I, I think there's something about being, there's a boldness that I'm attracted to. So that would be the reason for that quote. It makes me laugh and it's in your face. Thank you very much. And there is a, a creative side to, to being that bold and being that in your face, isn't it, Monica? We're supposed to hold back and stand behind the facade. Right. And what is that quote from uh, one of my business shows? I think tomorrow somebody's quoting, pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. That's the wiz- That's right. The Wizard of Oz. Right. He's pulling the curtain. He says, pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. Yes. Well, Jessica Rabbit up front and personal and being accounted for. Thank you very much. Marion Zola has sent us a quote from a song that goes back to 1964 from the 1960 Broadway miracle Do Re Mi. And the song was sung by Jimmy Durante. He made it popular. Julie Stein wrote the song. And here is the line. The name of the song is Make Someone Happy. Marion, do you want to sing a little bit? You want me to hum a few bars? What would you like to do? You hum a few bars. Okay. I'll, I'll just talk it through like Jimmy did. It's so important to make someone happy. Make just one someone happy. Make one heart to heart you sing too. One smile that cheers you, one face that lights you when it nears you, one girl, you're everything, blah, 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 blah. Make someone happy and you will be happy too. Make someone happy and you will be happy too. Hope I didn't butcher that. Marion, rescue me. How'd you find this one? It's ancient and I love it. Go ahead. It's my favorite song, my favorite theme. I think it's the secret to love. Make someone else happy. Make somebody happy. And it's a great thing to do in life. 
I think if you make someone happy, you're going to be happy too. And uh, that happened to me and it, it worked out. And you're making people happy with all of your screenplays and your scripts, right, Marion? I hope so. I hope so. (laughs) But I, um, all the good ones are married was about adultery. It's, it was the first book about adultery. I mean, real book, uh, that was based on real people and what they told me about their affairs. And I, I did it from the other woman's point of view, the husband's point of view, and the wife's point of view when they eventually learned about it. And hearing all those stories, I can conclude, I do conclude that the secret to love is making someone else happy. And you'll be happy, too, because when you make someone else happy, it's because you care enough about them to want to make them happy. I love it. Thank you, Marion. I started reading the book, as I mentioned, and it's powerful. It's powerful. And the way you're approaching it. Yes, yes. That will be on my reading list. Thank you very much. Glenn Williams has sent a three-word quote. Very powerful. And this is from Gunnery Sergeant Tom Highway, played by the one and only Clint Eastwood, Heartbreak Ridge, 1986 American War film. And the quote is, adapt and improvise. If that's not about creativity, I don't know what it is. Glenn Williams, talk to me. A story of my life um, was adapting and improvising. I was a little guy. They said I was too small to play linebacker, so I played center to prove them wrong. And uh, I did well. (laughs) Um, And just recently, even, I started writing a second book. I hit a dead end on it. I was working too much. And so I adapted. I quit my job. That book still didn't come, but I now I'm halfway through a fiction because those ideas kept coming. I adapted, moved with it. The other one will come back when it's ready. Um, And story of my life, adapt and improvise. Very interesting. I've been writing my book, which is a, a comedy. It's a novella. Monica, I think, and Marion, you can understand that it's not going to be a full three to 500 page book, but it might be, I don't know, 25, 30,000 words, and that's about it. But uh, I'll tell you a little bit about the opening line. I think you'll all enjoy it. But I don't want to steal any thunder from Justin Duncombe. Justin has sent us a quote from Steve Rogers, a.k.a. Captain America, played by Chris Evans, talking about Thor, played by Chris Hemsworth. The Avengers, 2012 American superhero film, and here is, this is an interesting line. I don't know if I should touch this one or not, Justin. I let you get away with it, but not normally on my show. There's only one God, ma'am, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. Go ahead, Justin. <laughs> Rescue me, Justin. Talk about creativity. Go ahead. Oh, no, that, that line just... Here you have a guy who has been thrown... He's been frozen for 70 years. He's a man at a time. He just sees a guy fly into the back of a jet, and he just says that line and rolls with it. So, you know, kind of going similar vein on uh, adapting and improvising. And here's a military guy who's just seeing that, you know, it doesn't stick with his belief system, but he's just still able to go with it and he's still going to do his job. So, you know, sometimes the things that you're trying to do that you want to do get completely taken away from you or thrown at you in a way you don't expect. And you just, you know, you got to put on that parachute and jump out the plane and keep doing what you're supposed to do. Roll with the punches. 
Roll with the punches, adapt and improvise. I can use that again and again, right, Glenn? And now Jim has sent us a quote that has been stated, said by many people in many movies, but we're going to go with Tony Soprano, played by the late, great James Gandolfini. Sopranos, 1999 to 2007 on HBO, of course. It was also said by Robert De Niro, and it's a phrase that people say when they're trying to sound hip and tough. It was also said by Donnie Brasco, played by Johnny Depp in the 1997 American crime drama film starring Al Pacino and Johnny Depp. And here's the line. Forget about it, okay? All right, Jim, how'd you find this one? <laughs> it's not hard to find. It's just, you know, <laughs> whenever, you, whenever you have a tough time, you know, and things are going like, not going the way you want, you just got to, hey, forget about it, move on, right? And then somebody gives you a hard time, yeah, just forget about it. You got to roll with it, right? That's really where that comes from. And being a New Yorker had nothing to do yeah, with it. Not, yeah, nothing at all. <laughs> so what does that have to do with creativity? Talk to me. Well, I mean, you know, you, you're, you're running into things all the time and, and, and people will give you different angles on doing things and you just, just got to look at it, right? And if something doesn't work out, you just hey, forget about it. We'll try something different. And that's where the creativity comes in. If you harp on the fact that something is successful and you just keep grinding it out, you're not going to be happy. You're not going to be looking for the next best thing to do. So that's where just eh, forget about it. Move on. <laughs> I like that, even though it's usually said to somebody with a wagging a finger or something else. Yes, in their face. I just finished the first season of 24. I know I'm late to the party by 20 years, but it was a uh, edge of couch cliffhanger seat hanger. And I couldn't I couldn't figure out when Nina was going to show her true colors as Yelena. If I hope I'm not giving anybody something they didn't want to know. And anyway, it was very interesting. So, yes, just keep keep going. Keep improvising, hopefully for the, the right team. Let's go to some famous birds. Birthdays. I want you all to raise your hand and wave, or some of you may even know these people. I'm not sure. I keep freezing on Zoom here, but it looks like our audio is fine. So Leonard Goldberg, who passed away in 2019, I don't know if you're all familiar with him. It's the Leonard Goldberg Co. Company. He was the producer of Blue Bloods, and I still watch Blue Bloods with Tom Selleck when it's on on Friday night. So you always see the logo for Leonard Goldberg. Ray Stevens! I think he had some very funny songs. Born in 1939, Ray Stevens, American singer, songwriter, actor. He's 82, if you can believe that. Neil Diamond. Who doesn't know Neil Diamond? Raise your hand if you don't know Neil. Sweet Caroline. Uh-uh-oh. Okay. Neil Diamond is 80 today? Can you believe that? Anybody believe? Yeah. Well, he's yep. still around. Aaron Neville. I think he's Neil Diamond's brother. They were both born today in 1941. Yakov Smirnoff, I hope I said that right, Ukrainian-American comedian and actor, is 10 years younger. He's only 70. Mary Lou Retton, remember the gymnast? Remember Mary Lou Retton in the Olympics? She's 53 years old, all grown up. How about that? Matthew Lillard, I don't know if anybody knows him. He played the car dealer husband in Good Girls. He's an actor and he's 51. I like him. He's in a lot of things. Beth Hart, is anybody familiar with Beth Hart? She's, yes, Monica knows her. Blues rock singer, piano player, 49. She's got some really good, mean songs, kind of swampy. <laughs> I'm a drummer and I, my my jump teacher a year ago said you got to learn to play some Beth Hart songs and you just dive into those songs you just go to the bottom of those songs and Beth Hart's rocking it with her band so anyway if you're not familiar Beth H-A-R-T go listen to some of her music and actor Ed Helms is the baby here he's all of 47 I have some social stars I'll call them social media stars that I guarantee 
you've never heard of. And I want to say happy birthday to them. No disrespect intended, but their names are kind of interesting. I'll just say that. So we have a YouTube star who's 19 today whose name is Saveway, S-A-V-W-A-Y. I'm not sure where that comes from. We have a YouTube star who's 23. I think it's a man. It's N-F-K-R-Z, all capital letters. We have a YouTube star who's 11 years old. I didn't know you could be a star at 11 other than big movies. Zero Nine Shark Boy. We have a YouTube star who's 31 named Rusty Cage. I'm not even going to interpret that. And we have Danny, D-A-N-I Speaks, a TikTok star at 29. So happy birthday to all of you. I don't know if my guests know this, but January, we're still in January, it's the 24th. This is hot tea month. It's oatmeal month. It's polka music month. It's soup month. It's slow cooking month. It's Sunday supper month. And it's mail order gardening month. Does anybody still do Sunday supper with family, friends, does anybody remember Sunday supper? Wasn't that a big deal? A lot of Glenn, you remember Sunday suppers? Oh, absolutely. Well, what were they? Was it was this a meatball supper or was it soup or pot roast? What was Sunday supper? Roast beef and carrots and potatoes. Anybody else Sunday suppers from your childhood? Jim, Justin, Marion, no. Marion, any <clears throat> Sunday beef. suppers? Roast mm-hmm. beef, yeah, roast, roast beef. beef and vegetables. My mother made a fabulous roast beef, and she used to put, believe it or not, she used to slice onions. We, I don't know if we had Vidalia onions on those, but she used to slice big slices of onions and pour ketchup with the drippings from the roast beef and cooked it in a pot, and it was the most unbelievable gravy you have ever imagined. I learned to make it, and it was just, I don't do red meat anymore. But anyway, let's go through some holidays. I want you all just chime in, blurt out something if the holiday means something to you. Today is the 24th. It's Monday, January 24th. It's National Compliment Day. I'm going to give a compliment to all of you. I think you're all wonderful. And I think you're all creative and I think you're all special. And I'm very glad I invited you on my show. So there's my compliment to you. You're welcome. It's also National Peanut Butter Day. Who likes peanut butter? Jeff, peanut butter, Jeff. Okay, let's go around the table. We'll start with Monica, then Marion, then then Glenn, and then then the brothers. Um, Crunchy or smooth? Marion? Monica, go. Crunchy, crunchy. Crunchy. Marion? Almond butter. Uh, Crunchy. Smooth. Ah, I haven't tried that. Glenn, smooth, smooth or cream? Smooth. Way. Yeah, creamy. Me too. Justin and Jim? Smooth. smooth. Yeah. So all the ladies are crunchy and the guys are smooth. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to go there. It's also Macintosh Computer <laughs> Day. It's Macintosh Computer Day today, and I'm waiting for my gold watch because I've been buying Mac since 1988, and you don't want to know what it costs for a desktop Mac and a black and white printer in 1988. I'm not going to shock you, but it was more than $10,000. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I wanted to be a graphic designer. My parents funded it for me, and then I paid them back. It's also, this may be more somebody's speed. I don't know whose, but it's National Beer Can Appreciation Day. Anybody drink <laughs> beer here? I didn't make this stuff Your up. It's a, net, okay, well, if you ever go back to beer cans, it, I'm watching a, a very interesting series, a detective series called Death in Paradise. It's it's a very interesting show done on a island in the Caribbean or the Caribbean called uh, Saint Marie. And the cast seems to keep leaving every every season or so. They get a new lead detective. They get a new sergeant. They get, a, but anyway, they're on their third lead detective. But beer cans are, are the big thing there. And the woman who owns the popular bar becomes the mayor. I'll leave it at that. And she's French. So Tuesday tomorrow we'll only have two. It's National Plan for a Vacation Day. Any vacation plans, Monica? I'm on vacation right now. Okay. Did you plan to be on my show during your vacation? I'm very flattered I- if you did. 
I, I didn't, but I'm delighted. <laughs> <laughs> Good recovery. Marion, any plans for vacation this year? Uh, unfortunately, none of my friends who I would travel with are able to go. Some are too afraid because of COVID. Some are sick. Some are occupied. And I'd love to go to Yellowstone to start and about five other places as soon as I can find somebody who's willing to make plans despite COVID. Well, people are hearing you all over the world, and you may get some offers, Mary. And she's beautiful <laughs> if you're not watching her on Facebook. I want to tell you that. Glenn, any plans for vacation you're working on right now? Oh, yeah. Going to Florida for two weeks in March. Get out of the cold and get warm again. And okay. go to Cabo probably in the end of March or April. Very nice. Justin, vacation plans? Yeah, tomorrow. Go to Hawaii. <laughs> oh, that's right. You mentioned that. Jim, what are you going to be doing while he's gone? Well, July, we're heading off to England, Scotland, and Ireland. We're doing a land tour with a couple other couples. Very nice. Travel is coming back. That's exciting. And it's also Irish Coffee Day tomorrow. Anybody remember or enjoy Irish Coffee? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Imbibe makes you warm all over. Wednesday is National Peanut Brittle Day. I think that's from the leftover peanut butter from Monday. (laughs) It's also National Green Juice Day. Anybody a fan of green juice, whatever that is? Anybody? No, I got some grimaces there. (laughs) Marion, any green juice in your life? Uh, when it's combined with fruit, yes. There you go. You're the only one who didn't make a, f- a face, so I knew it was okay with you. Thursday is Clashing Clothes Day. Clashing Clothes. I'm thinking of Carrie Bradshaw. I'm thinking of uh, SJP, Sarah J. Did anybody see the, the Redux, the new version of Sex in the City? Uh, at, what did you think, Monica? you want to be honest? I, think I liked it better. What's that? I wish I liked it better. Yeah, I lasted about 20 minutes and then I turned it off and said, never again. I have friends who suffered through the first one. Marion, any thoughts on that? I, I haven't seen the, the Redux. I, I saw the whole original. Which Me too. Was, yeah. I even, I even bought the DVD set for the original and I had to finagle around eBay for about a month to find it. They were hot and it's been sitting on the shelf for 20 years and I never looked at it. But I to have it. Wait till my kids have, never mind, get rid of my stuff. Let's not go there. Thank you very much. Let's go to, let's see, um, Thursday is uh, National Chocolate Cake Day. That sounds good. Yeah. Like that one. Can't go wrong with that. I know. I know. I think the subtitle for uh, the new Sex in the City, what do they call it? And just, just like that, right? And just like that. I think that's what it is. And just like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, I think that it's a clash of personalities and character writing rather than a clash of clothes. It was pretty acerbic and caustic the first five minutes. I couldn't get through it. Never mind, Red. Friday is January 28th. It's National Daisy Day. Is anybody raising daisies in their garden? Does anybody have a garden? It's winter. Forget about that one. It's National Kazoo Day. Anybody have a kazoo or love to play a kazoo? Glenn, got a kazoo? When I was a kid. Marion? Yep, okay, when, Mar- when you were when a kid, Marion? We had kazoos when I was oh. a kid. Okay. <laughs> I think we had, I had to rent a flute for band. What can we say? It's National Lego Day. You know, Legos have become very popular in the past few years for uh, building uh, prototypes for products. Justin, go ahead. No, look right there. There's a Lego construct right here behind me. The wow. Lego chip in a bottle. 
And I understand that they well, became very hard to get before the supply chain issue with COVID. You couldn't <laughs> find Legos. Am I right? About three years ago? Uh, I've never seen any issues, but yeah, my brother got me this for Christmas. Very nice. Lego in a bottle. Very nice. Thank you very much. Glad I brought that up. And it's also Blueberry Pancake Day. Oh, my goodness. Anybody still like blueberry pancakes? I make them for the wife. I make them for me. Listen, I learned if you take heavy cream in the container, you don't whip it. And you pour a little bit on your pancakes. And then you put the syrup or whatever, honey or whatever on the cream soaks into the pancakes and gives them a slightly different flavor. This is just whipping cream, but don't whip it, just pour it. I also bought myself a little, it's a, uh, it's a frother. It's not a big fancy $100, you know, I have the one that comes with my Nespresso, it doesn't work too well, sorry, but I bought a little one, I think it's German, and it's got a little stand, and on is a little tiny whisk you could whip eggs with, the whisk is about the size of my finger, but this one, you, I have a little silver uh, pitcher, I keep it in the fridge, I pour a little bit of heavy cream in, it takes, I think, fewer than 11 seconds to whip that cream to the texture where you could put it on hot chocolate and it'll stand up. Can you believe that? 11 Uh seconds. I know. I know. I read about 50 product reviews before I bought this thing. It was about 14 bucks. It is worth gold. Okay. Now let's move on. What can I tell you? It's corn chip day on Saturday. Anybody eat corn chips? No. No. Yeah. Glenn, you don't be afraid to admit it. It's okay. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll eat them. <laughs> okay, J- Justin, Jim, corn At chips? Mexican restaurants, yeah, about it. <clears throat> there you go, there you go. It's also National Puzzle Day. Does anybody play, anybody do jigsaw puzzles anymore? Yeah. Whenever I, I can get them, if they're good yep. on occasion. Yeah. Well, you know what? You go to the dollar store and you can find some really cool puzzles, jigsaw puzzles. Just make sure the box is sealed. That's all so I it's can It's a dollar a quarter now at the dollar store. Is it really well inflation? inflation? I know. And supply chain, it's, yeah. it's just miserable. Just, uh, just remember that the, the numbers on the side aren't how long it should take you. It's the age you should be when you do it. There <laughs> you go. Well, my sleeping pill at night is playing. I'm now playing 52 words with friends games. And I consider that a puzzle. And I'm playing with about 10 different people. And if I get an invitation for another one or a challenge, it says, good for you. You're at your maximums. Go do something else until you use up all your games. So I play sometimes 25 to 30 a night, and it just uses up the rest of what's in my mind. And then I go to sleep before the iPad falls down and hurts me. I have the big Falls on your face? No, on my toes. It's a big iPad. Well, I'm not that tall. Anyway, let's leave that alone. It's Sunday. It is yodel for your neighbors. Anybody want to yodel for their neighbors? I don't know where this calendar comes from. You're Oh, who did that? Was that? I did. Oh, Justin, you win the yodel prize for the day. The talented guy. Very much are. It's also draw a dinosaur day. Can anybody draw a dinosaur? Sure. It'll come out looking like sticks. There you go. Well, it'll look like something. It's also, uh, here we go, National Croissant Day. I remember when I used to work at 9th Avenue and uh, 34th Street, right right around the corner. Actually, it was on 10th. And I used to walk to Macy's Herald Square for lunch, a couple of long, long blocks. And they had the cellar, C-E-L-L-A-R. Marion, do you remember this? The cellar at Macy's. Monica, do you remember? Yes. You could buy a warm croissant with ham and a little bit of cheese in it for something like 4 or $5, and I would eat that either on the way back or I'd find a park, and then I'd go back to work. Those were the best. What can I tell you? Yes, yes, yes. So Monday, I have to give the days for next Monday because 
I will be on the air at 7 o'clock and the day will be partly done. So it's Inspire Your Heart with Art Day. Anybody paint, draw, splatter paint? Monica, what do you do? Well, I've always been, I I do stained glass when I feel like it. I draw, I do collage. I do a lot of collages. Very nice. Multimedia, mixed media? Yeah. Okay, and what's your favorite media to use in a collage? Uh, Fabulous pictures from magazines that I cut out and then I draw and paint around them and and sew around them. Oh, very cool. Glenn, you said you do, you uh, art? Yeah, I started painting a little bit. I, I'm kind of different because my aspen trees always turn out to look like palm trees on a beach. But uh, that was enjoyable. And I actually like pencil drawing and just coming up with stuff I see. Very cool. Justin, Jim, any drawing, any artwork in your? No talent on this guy. No. Nope. Oh, stop. I don't <laughs> believe that. Marion Zola, any? Uh, well, you're a writer, but anything right. in? Uh... I I. I don't have time to even think about that. I'm writing a play and I'm busy with animals. I just don't have time. I do have a lot of beautiful paintings, though. I bet. Do you have a favorite? Well, I see one behind you. There's a great big one on the wall behind you. Do you have some favorite artists? There we go. Thank Uh, you. Well, my husband collected uh, two artists that are really marvelous. One is... Sergey Blumen, who did that big one behind, he's a, a Russian artist who has an incredibly eclectic style. And also, actually, no, you can recognize a Blumen when you see it. And then there is a post-impressionist um, French that we have, and I don't know why his name is escaping me. I'm looking at two of his paintings. That's Um, okay. He's marvelous. And uh, Lanair, L-A-H-N-E-R. And we have about um, 10 of his paintings here. And he's really incredible because he can do a lot of different styles. Mm -hmm. And he's excellent at all of them. Thank but you very he, much. really very, very good. Good to know. Everybody write that down. I started painting about two years ago, and I only have about 180 paintings now, and I've wow. used all the walls in my garage, my living room. I don't put any in the bedroom. I've got them in the bathroom and my dressing room. I've got them in my music room and where my drum kit is. I've got them all over the house, and I now paint a little less frequently. But I do collages too, Monica, and the picture behind me, forget about the caricature. That was done professionally, but this is one of my collages, and those are real earrings. Those are... Those are missing earrings the way that the pair was missing, and those are actually punched through with the uh, pierced ears. They're punched through the post, through the canvas, and attached on the other side. And the artist at Voice America put the lips on. But I like to do. I was doing a lot of geometric collages of of a city or a building, and that was my idea of the buildings with all of the the structures and the windows with the earrings. So I use jewelry for my collages. Very I, good. I use photographs of people. In my collages. And oh, yeah. I like that. I might start that. I'm, I'm, interesting. Yeah. I'm getting bored with what I'm doing. Oh, it's also National Bubble Wrap Appreciation Day next Monday. It's National Backward Day. Look before you leap. It's Eat Brussels Sprouts Day. Justin, are you a Brussels Sprouts guy? I actually am. Yep. I, I don't know how I knew that. We did not rehearse that. It's we also love that stuff. Brandy Alexander Day, if anybody remembers that. And it's also. Oh, gosh, yes. What's in a Brandy Alexander, Marion? 
Brandy. Uh, some cream. <laughs> cream. Brandy and a little of Alexander. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Well, we'll have to ask him and see what he thinks about that. So that's the holiday coming up next week. I don't want to know which part. (laughs) All right, all right. Not X-rated here. We have about four minutes left before I have to do my closing, and I'm really enjoying talking to all of you. So let me get from each of you. I know we didn't get to your statements, but I know we had a lot of fun. So let's get me get from each of you your uh, two-sentence advice to anybody who says, I'm not creative, and you're saying, yes, you can be. So, Monica, you're first. People, Somebody says to you, I'm not creative. What's your two-sentence word of advice to them? Go fast, marry in your well, second. Okay. Go ahead, Monica. You're completely not telling yourself the truth. Everybody is creative. You just have to look around you. It's nature. It's everywhere. It explodes. Flowers explode. People's faces. Just look around you. Things, you can't miss it. Color is creative. Get Thank you. A box of Crayolas. There you go. There you go. Or finger paints. Marion, advice to somebody who says they're not creative. What would you say? Think of how you can make somebody else's life better, be it a four-legged or a two-legged creature. That's creative in my book. Thank you. Make someone happy, right? Make someone happy. Make just one someone happy. Okay. Glenn, how would you make, how would you tell somebody who says, I'm not creative? What would you say to them? Look outside your box. Think of something new and try new things. Um, I do things now that I never would have dreamed of 15 years ago. Such as? Drum circles, Tibetan bowls. Ooh. Um, all of those type of things. I actually have a beautiful painted drum that I used, and uh, it's just a lot a whole different a whole different thing. Very interesting, Justin. What would you tell someone who says I'm not creative? What would you tell them? How would you set them straight? I would say they probably haven't thought enough about what they can actually do and what they do themselves, and to give that a better thought to see what they're already creative at and to draw off of that. Jim. I think it's uh, a lot of people think it has to be perfect or somebody else has to accept it. You don't have to be creative. It's got to be creative for yourself. Go off and do something. I wrote a book. I couldn't sleep at night. Mm-hmm. I wrote a fiction book. You know, it's called String Time out there on Amazon. I just had fun with it. You know, that's how you be creative. Just don't be afraid to fail. Just go out and try something. Very, very cool. I'm going to pick one statement from each of you just so I can make it worth your while. You all sent me four creativity statements. Monica, your first one was creativity is the magic one can find in a jumbo box of Crayola crayons filled with a spectrum of colors from the mundane to the most brilliant hues in every shade with names like electric lime, antique brass, manatee, and her personal favorite cold toes. Thank you very much. And let's go to a statement from, let's see what Marion sent me. Marion says, Creativity means being able to get whatever message you have across effectively. Interesting. And let me go to one from Glenn. Glenn says, I get to be open to all possibilities as I never know what is around the next corner. Sometimes something will pop up in my mind and make no sense. I'll make a note and often sometime in the future, this idea will develop to fruition. Thank you very much. Justin says, there are often two kinds of creative, something something completely original that has no link to anything prior 
or a new take on an existing idea. Thank you, Justin. And Jim says, he says here, taking ideas and turning them into books when you can't sleep at night. But you said that. I'll give you one more. Uh, Seeing needs that people have and creating solutions that help them. There we go. And I know that's what the two of you do. So let's go around and quickly give websites where you want people to find you. Monica Parker, go fast. www.iammonicaparker.com I-A-M-M-O-N-I-C-A-P-A-R-K-E-R.com. Marion, where do you want people to go? Romancingthedog.com. R-O-M-A-N-C-I-N-G-T-H-E-D-O-G.com. Glenn Williams. GlennWilliamsPublicSpeaker.com. G-L-E-N-W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S-P-U-B-L-I-C-S-P-E-A-K-E-R.com. I got that? Yep. Thank you. I love to spell... Justin and Jim, is there one website or two for you? Just one. Just one. www.collegeboundstrategies.com. C-O-L-L-E-G-E-B-O-U-N-D-S-T-R-A-T-E-G-I-E-S.com. Got that? Hey, I'm on a roll today. I want to thank you all so much. I really appreciate all of you. you. And I have some, oh, don't go away. We're going to talk after the show. Don't go away yet. But I have some messages to deliver here. These are my closing words. Life is short. Break the rules. How many of you break the rules? Or you have, Mm -hmm. let's all, (laughs) well, that's okay. Forgive quickly, kiss slowly. Trust me, it's the only way. Love truly, laugh uncontrollably, and never regret anything that made you smile. And my final words are work like you don't, work like you don't need the money. Because at some point we all do, and then we would just want to look like we're enjoying what we do. Dance like no one's watching, and everybody watched when I was teaching disco on top of a Formica tabletop in a high school cafeteria in Eugene, Oregon, teaching 250 people to do line dances. Everybody watched. Sing like nobody's listening. I hope nobody listened when I sang. Thank you for letting me sing that song, Mary, and I appreciate that. Love like you've never been hurt, because damn it, we all have one way or another. Your heart will regenerate. It will grow back. It will find new ways to love, new ways to interpret love and new ways to feel again. Don't stop your heart from doing that. Money talks, chocolate sings, and last but not least, and I stole this line from somebody years ago. Thank you for turning me on. Everybody wave goodbye. Bye-bye, Facebook. Bye-bye, Voice America. Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host aka Radio Red again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool creative week.